What's up, shadowy sleuths? Welcome to Sinister Silhouettes, the podcast where we dive headfirst into the darkest corners of the human psyche. I'm Tasha Pierce, your guide through the twisted tapestry of true crime, unsolved mysteries, and paranormal phenomena. Together, we'll unravel these sinister silhouettes, shining a light on the darkness that can reside within the human soul. Please do me the honor of rating, reviewing, and subscribing to Sinister Silhouettes wherever you're listening. Thanks for joining me here today. Look, y'all, I had an entirely different case recorded and ready to go for today. But you all know that I live in the Houston area and there is a very, very interesting case, mind boggling case that is presently in the news. So I had to stop everything, just stop it all, because this is something I've got to talk with you guys about shadowy sleuths. I don't know what to make of this. I don't have a silver lining. I, there's not an ending to the story, but if you want to go on a wild ride, come on with me. Let's go. March 6, 2015. 17-year-old Rudy Farias vanished into thin air on that fateful day while strolling the streets with his loyal canine companion. The heart-wrenching news of his disappearance spread like wildfire leaving his distraught mother, Janie Santana, in a state of utter despair. She pleaded fervently for her son's safe return, her desperate cries echoing through the community. As the days turned into weeks and the weeks into years, silence engulfed the search for Rudy. Janie's hopes dimmed, overshadowed by the haunting possibilities that tormented her restless mind. Had he fallen victim to a sinister abduction, trapped in the clutches of a ruthless human trafficking network, or worse yet, had fate dealt him an untimely demise. Eight agonizing years crawled by each day, a painful reminder of the void left by Rudy's absence. Billboards and missing persons posters adorned the city, his name forever etched alongside the countless others who had disappeared without a trace. Then, on June 29th, on that momentous day, a ray of hope pierced through all the gloom. A compassionate soul discovered a man, worn and weary, seeking shelter outside a church in southeast Houston, Texas. Without hesitation, the Good Samaritan reached out to the authorities, igniting a chain of events that would rewrite Rudy's destiny. Whispers in the air hinted that the man possessed a form of identification, potentially a credit card, linking him to Janie Santana. But the details about that still remain in uncertainty. In a breathtaking twist of fate, the man found at the church, just eight miles from the family home, was none other than Rudy Farias himself, now 25 years old. After eight interminable years, he had emerged from the depths of the unknown, ready to be reunited with his anguished mother, the world held its breath in awe and anticipation as the long-lost son prepared to step back into the embrace of a mother who had never ceased to search, never ceased to hope. On July 5th, 2023, Janie Santana shared an incredible story with reporters about her son's kidnapping and miraculous journey back home to Houston. She explained that her son had been taken to Mexico and somehow 
had managed to find his way back, covering a distance of between 350 to 1700 miles. People called it a miracle, and Santana mentioned some tough things her son had been through, like depression. But now, he was getting the help he needed to recover. However, she mentioned, he couldn't talk right now. He couldn't communicate with them. This news again spread like wildfire, capturing everyone's attention. The media made a big deal out of the amazing nature of Rudy's return. Santana continued to reveal bits and pieces of her son's tough past, showing how he fought against depression and managed to overcome it. She assured everyone that he was receiving good care to heal from his traumatic experiences, but like I said at the moment, he couldn't speak or communicate. It was a touching and challenging situation for Rudy and his family, and the world hoped and waited for the day when he would regain his voice as a symbol of his incredible resilience and strength. But let's keep in mind our motto around here at Sinister Silhouettes when it comes to stories like this. Believe half of what you see, none of what you hear. This tale has layers and there is far more to it than meets the eye. You see, some neighbors began to question the entire narrative surrounding the discovery of a 25-year-old man who was supposedly missing for eight years. Keisha Ross and her family heard about Rudolph Rudy Farias being found, but they were taken aback because they had no idea he was ever reported missing. Interestingly, public records from civil court proceedings do indicate that Ross and Rudy's mother actually live on the same street in Northeast Houston. Now to neighbors, this man was not known as Rudy, but as Dolph, a nickname for his given name, Rudolph. They also mentioned that he frequently visited their home, although they hadn't seen him in the past few weeks. More twists and turns are coming in by the minute concerning that 25-year-old man found alive after he went missing eight years ago. And as those new details come in, there are many more questions we have about where he's been all these years. ABC 13's Brooke Taylor has been speaking with neighbors who are stunned to find out the man who they say lives on their street was ever a missing person in the first place. Yeah, these neighbors were just completely shocked because they never even knew that Rudy Farias was missing, let alone for eight years. They tell me that they knew him as Dolph, short for Rudolph. They told me they see him often, they text with him, they even hang out with him. Like, I'm confused right now. I'm like, what's going on? These neighbors are shocked after seeing reports that missing 25-year-old Rudy Farias was found after missing for eight long years. Court records reveal his mother lives a few houses down from them, and they tell us her son lives there and they hang out with him often. He used to come in my garage okay, boy. and chill with, my, chill with my cousin, my son, my daughter. She's at work right now, but yeah, boy, ain't been missing since he was known. Both say they've spoken to him in the last five months and even text. Other neighbors say they've seen him living there for years. We were chilling, laughing, good time. Some days he go to the park and sit in the park around the corner. Myself. Houston police say they got a call on Thursday about a man sleeping outside a church in Magnolia Park. He had something on him with a family member's identification, police say, and that's how they were able to contact his mom. Then Texas for the Missing tweeted out over the weekend that man was Rudy Farias, who had been missing since 2015 when he didn't return back from a walk with his dogs. His mother shared pictures with ABC 13 of her son at the hospital, telling us he was found with cuts and bruises and even cried to me over the phone, saying she believes her son had been kidnapped and hasn't seen him in years. His mother told officials at the time of his disappearance that he suffered from depression and PTSD since his brother died in a motorcycle accident in 2011, something these neighbors say he spoke about. He said he had lost a brother in a motorcycle accident. I know when you're thinking about his brother, he wouldn't come, he really wouldn't come hang out. He'd go sit back down in the back, the woods. 
by himself. And now they're trying to wrap their heads around why he or his mom would ever say he's been missing for the past eight years. just got off the phone with his mother just a few minutes ago and I asked the mother about who the neighbors have been seeing and she was insistent with me that the person they were seeing was her nephew so she showed me a picture of her nephew I showed that picture to the neighbors you just heard from and they said absolutely not that is not the person they know as Dolph so so many questions here I have reached out to Houston police to ask them about this because it's a holiday they're not in right now but we do know that they are set to speak to him tomorrow of course we are going to stay on top of this one we're live in northeast houston i'm brooke taylor abc 13 eyewitness news so another neighbor who chose to speak anonymously claimed to have witnessed rudy living at his mother's house for years so abc 13's uh, reporter brooke taylor spoke to rudy's mother in person outside her home even though she declined to be on camera but she insisted that the man her neighbors knew and saw living with her was not not Rudy. No, no, no. It was, in fact, her nephew. Then she showed a picture of her nephew, and the neighbors was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not Dolph. The person in the photo was not the same individual who had been hanging out with them for years. So now the community is left grappling with the perplexing question of why either Rudy or his mother would claim he was missing when evidence suggests otherwise. Now, according to the Houston Police Department, a family member contacted them in 2018 and said that Rudy was living behind a relative's residence. However, when the police investigated, they found no trace of him. Now, keep that in mind for later. Little did they know, the police, the neighbors, hell me, <laughs> little did we know that the most alarming twists in this perplexing tale were yet to be revealed. Yes, even more alarming than the allegations that a mother and son faked his disappearance for nearly a decade. So here's a twist nobody saw coming. Enter Houston activist and former member of the People's New Black Panther Party, Quanell X. Now, it's worth mentioning that Quanell X has quite a reputation when it comes to high profile cases and his involvement in civil rights activities. He's no stranger to the spotlight. He's made waves in numerous significant events throughout his career. So it's not entirely surprising that he found himself tangled up in this bewildering saga. He maintains he was called by the family to meet them at a hotel and be present while they spoke with the Houston police. At one point, Juanel X and an officer were said to have spoken privately with Rudy. According to Quanell X's jaw-dropping statement to reporters, it turns out that Rudy Farias alleged he had been actually held captive by none other than his own mother. Uh, I was able to meet Rudy Julio, and I was able to talk with him without her presence with one detective for an hour and 15 minutes. And he shared horrific details of what happened to him. And he told us the truth about where he's been, what's been going on, where he's, where he's been hit out at, the things his mother did. And he kept saying, I just, I don't want to go to prison. I don't want to go to prison. The things he told me, I broke down in tears. The things he told me, I broke down in tears. She was giving him drugs. She was punishing him by locking him in the room over and over. She convinced him that law enforcement wanted to put him in jail, that law enforcement would look at him because he ran away. And that because he ran away, he was going to go to prison. And she convinced him and then giving him psychotropic medication, giving him all type of drugs and convinced him that he was in trouble. 
And so she convinced him to use an assumed name because she had been raising money for, to look for him. To cat, I mean, uh, go fund me, something like that. And uh, well, she had a financial incentive not to have him found and reveal who he is. And on top of the sexual abuse, no doubt about it. And I started crying. Couldn't believe I just, I, I tried to hold back my tears to be strong for him because I didn't want him to see that. I just started crying. No mother. Most sacred thing to a young man is his mama. I don't know one man to tell you the most sacred thing to him is not his mama. But to hear what she did to her son, that's the damn devil. Oh, he, he, he ran away eight years ago, but he came home two days later. And she convinced him to hide in the house. She convinced him to not reveal that he had been found. Two days later. I believe, I believe she believed that after a certain amount of time, people forgot about the case. And she convinced him to take on this assumed name and believe he was really the assumed name. And with a lot of drugs, this boy was abused big time with drugs. Along with, I believe, the sexual abuse based on what he said to us. This boy's been mentally tortured and physically. It's awful what was the police in the house. That was the house of hell. Period. So this shocking revelation suggests a dark and disturbing reality that none of us could have anticipated. He further alleged that Rudy's mother subjected him to unspeakable abuse and manipulation, including, whew, including forcing him to sleep in the same bed without clothes. So you kind of know what that means. Locking him up in a room and even administering hallucinogenic drugs like mushrooms. Quinnell X cried during the press conference, recounting the horrific things that he had been told by this young man. It's like a plot straight out of a twisted psychological thriller. But that's not all. Quinnell X disclosed that when Rudy initially returned after going missing while walking his dogs back in 2015, his mother, I guess, had concocted this devious plan, convincing him that he needed to hide or that he would face severe consequences if he revealed the truth to the authorities that he was back. Now, to maintain this facade, Rudy's mother allowed him to visit neighbors under an assumed name, Dolph, a shortened version of Rudolph. So it's as if she thought people would simply forget about the case of her missing son. But guess what? Many people had forgotten or at least didn't put together that this man Dolph was actually Rudy. So now that left the community wondering when charges would be filed against Janie Santana. If all of this were true, or if all of this were even alleged, shouldn't she be taken away in handcuffs? But instead of seeing that, a very confused public saw Janie Santana walk out of that meeting at that hotel and go home, along with Rudy. This is just another unexpected turn of events that's left the community reeling trying to make sense of this horrifying situation the layers of deceit manipulation alleged abuse have turned rudy's story into a chilling tale that defies comprehension so fast forward to today my friends as we find ourselves in the midst of yet another astonishing development it's july 6 2023 and a press conference was held by the Houston Police Department, and it has left us reeling once again with more unexpected revelations. In yet another shocking turn of events, I guess I say that a lot with this story, the police officially confirmed what many already suspected. Rudy Farias was never actually missing. 
The truth is, he'd been residing in his mother's home for the past eight years. The missing person case that captivated us all turned out to be an elaborate illusion. Believe half of what you see, none of what you hear. So, how did Rudy come to be into police custody? After this good Samaritan found Rudy, contacted authorities, they find him with something that linked him to Janie Santana. Another part of the story is that Janie Santana's car had recently been stolen. What we are learning, or what has been alleged, because we don't know anything in this case, obviously there are so many layers, we don't know anything, but apparently Rudy stole his mother's car. He took, he took the keys and the car, and he left, trying to escape the home, trying to escape his situation. Unfortunately, he crashed the car. The car has crashed, and this is how he finds himself outside of the church. Now, Quanell X alleges that that is how they tied Rudy Farias back to Janie Santana. He had the keys to her vehicle, and he says that he also had a credit card. This credit card had been canceled, and it was canceled within uh, the last two years. So if Rudy had been missing for eight years, how did he get a credit card that had been canceled for two? If he's been missing for eight years, how did he get the keys to his mother's car? So all of these things led us right back to what the neighbor said. This is Rudy. He's never been missing. But that's not all. Going back to this press conference that the Houston Police Department had earlier today, the police also took this opportunity to dispute the allegations made by Quanell X just a day ago. Just one day ago, Quanell X stood and cried in front of a camera and talked about horrific abuse that this young man had apparently suffered at the hands of his mother and the police are saying no. They assert there was no mention from Rudy himself regarding being drugged or sexually abused. So the question then becomes, why would Quanell X lie about that? Today we're discussing facts related to 25-year-old Rudy Farias, who was reported missing on March 7, 2015. He was 17 years old when his mother reported him missing. During the eight-year time frame where he was missing, investigators followed up on many tips, leads, collected evidence provide, proving that Rudy was not missing during the eight-year period. Many of these facts included contacts and statements with relatives, friends, neighbors, and medical professionals. Rudy was recently identified as having previous HPD interactions, meaning that he made contact with patrol officers on, out on the street. However, during these contacts, fictitious names and date of births were given, misleading the officers, and Rudy would remain missing. In fact, both Janie, Rudy's mother, and Rudy himself gave fictitious names while interacting with various patrol officers. After investigators talked with him yesterday, it was discovered that Rudy returned home the following day on March. 8, 2015. Mother Janie continued to deceive police by remaining adamant that Rudy was still missing. She alleged her nephew was a person friends and family were seen coming and going. However, we disputed that. Now, based on Rudy's interview, there were no reports of sexual abuse reported. Um, if there is a disclosure made, we will continue to investigate. Currently, the investigation is active and there are new leads coming in. We'll continue to follow those leads. We do take all allegations seriously. 
and any new information or facts that we receive will be investigated. Yep. It seems the plot continues to thicken and the truth becomes increasingly elusive. Interestingly, the police did admit to having previous encounters with Rudy Farias uh, since his reported disappearance. However, during those interactions, Rudy had used different names, adding an extra layer of intrigue to this already baffling situation. Because if Rudy used different names, usually when you have an encounter with the police, they ask for identification. And if you have repeated interactions with police and you don't have identification, you can be arrested simply for not having identification. As for legal ramifications, it appears that at this time, no charges will be filed against Rudy's mother. The district attorney said we don't have enough for the prosecu prosecutors say they, they decline to accept charges at this time. Now, the police are, are supposedly still working on the case, but that just adds even more. Currently, the DA has declined any charges at this time for making fictitious reports and failure to ID. Uh, investigators have reached out to Adult Protective Services. HPD Victim Services has reached out. We've also connected Rudy with Victim Services to ensure that he has a method to recover. The drama doesn't end. Rudy's other family members, including some aunts, seized the opportunity to hold a press conference of their own, expressing their dissatisfaction with the decision not to press charges against Janie. And they didn't miss their words either, calling this whole situation bullshit. I'm, I'm inclined to agree. And they also suggested that Janie's connections to the Houston Police Department through her late husband, who uh, committed suicide back in 2014, these connections may have played a role in the outcome of this case or the way this case is being handled. They firmly believe that at the very least, Janie should face charges for falsifying a police report, for continuing to have the world searching for a missing kid who wasn't even missing. Amidst all this turmoil, though, they made sure to convey a very heartfelt message to Rudy himself that they love him and are there to support him if he needs help. Boy, the power of family, even in the midst of all of this chaos, remains unyielding. And I guess that's a silver lining to this story, that there are other family members who are ready and willing to step in and help him if he needs it, because I don't know what to believe. Now, to add another surprising twist, and there are a lot of surprising twists, it was disclosed by the police that Rudy willingly left the hotel with his mother after that meeting on July 5th. He's an adult and he has every right to stay wherever he wants. It makes us question if Rudy felt safe enough to leave with his mom, does that mean that Quanell X made up those disturbing allegations against her? Or is this a case of Stockholm Syndrome where Rudy is so used to being mistreated, he now identifies with his abuser. There are so many other things that this could be. It could be the case of the police holding their cards close to the chest. Could they be correcting course because uh, Quanell wasn't supposed to make public all of those details? The intricate web of this tale continues to unravel, revealing more and more unexpected turns than we ever, ever could have anticipated. Now, as we grapple with these astonishing developments, it becomes clear that the truth may be a slippery slope to navigate. 
I don't know what's true. The only thing so far that I'm 100% sure is true is that Rudy Farias was never missing. Everything after that is murky at best. Uh, the puzzle pieces are slowly falling into place, but this full picture remains elusive. Now, the case is still continuing to unfold, so that's all we know for now. What I've told you is what I've got. Of course, I'm going to continue to provide updates on this case as they roll in. We're going to continue to understand that people are uh, presumed innocent until proven guilty. So, Rudy Farias's mother has been accused by someone of doing some horrible things. That doesn't mean that she is guilty of these things. It means that she has been accused and uh, someone needs to provide more information to prove her guilty. But the allegations alone are horrific. Horrific. So stay tuned <laughs> as we embark on this roller coaster ride of revelations where nothing is quite what it seems. In the meantime, I'd really like to hear your thoughts about the case of Rudy Farias. What do you think is going on? Do you think anything is going on? Do you think we will see some resolution to this entire situation? I feel like we will because it's starting to get far too much attention. Far too much emphasis is being placed on uh, this case for them to sweep it under the rug and think everybody's going to forget. But I want to know what you think. Send your feedback to Sinister Silhouettes Podcast at gmail.com. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, share, share this episode. And I will be back soon with another Twisted Tale. Until then, Shadowy Sleuths, be safe out there. Peace.